Hey guys, you're listening to Lifestyling. I'm Amanda, and today we're going to talk about the scale. The earliest memories I have of going to the pediatrician and getting my physical are all centered around being intimidated by that scale. And I never knew if the one I had at home was right. I never knew if they'd be the same. All I knew for sure is that this time it would definitely go up again. <laughs> and that was pretty much one of the only guarantees I had back then in my life was that when it came time to go to the doctor to get a physical, that my weight on the scale would surely go up. And I accepted that. But looking back, that's pretty upsetting. The doctor would time after time again come in the room after viewing my numbers and suggest different things I can do to lose weight. And I never had an idea of what that meant, what I had to do to lose weight, what losing weight really was. I, I understood what it was, but I couldn't exactly plan it out in my head what that would look like. All I knew was that that scale was going to go up and I'd have to be told again, Amanda, you've gained another seven pounds this year, another 12 pounds, another 10 pounds, year after year. And funny enough, the thing that convinced me to start dieting and start eating healthier, it wasn't the scale. Honestly, at that age, the scale could say 500. If I looked normal in the mirror and I felt healthy, I probably wasn't going to start up a diet anytime soon. I really wasn't. The number didn't mean anything to me. At that age, it was all about how I felt and how I looked. And this is a key factor to keep in mind throughout this episode today, because at the end of it all, when you step on that scale, look, if I stepped on that scale tomorrow and it said 315 pounds, but I looked up and I looked like Megan Fox, I'd be completely okay with it. I'd say, okay, great. I'd be fine. <laughs> That's great. I could look like a model. That would honestly be my mentality. But for some reason, we all have this idea of what the scale should look like. At that age, I had no idea. I had no idea what I was even supposed to weigh as a child. I had no concept of what the healthy, normal weight range was. I just kept being told by my doctor that my goal this year should be to lose 10 pounds. And looking back, that's actually a bit messed up. I think my pediatrician should have taken at least a little bit more time into trying to ask me questions about my diet or anything concerning my eating habits, sleeping habits, not to mention the fact that no one ever asked me if I had any other unhealthy habits like not getting enough rest or too much stress. These are all very common factors to take into consideration when looking at someone's charts and their weight continuously goes up. But no, nevertheless, year after year, the one true determinant to my health continued to be that number on the scale. If the number on the scale went up, then that is the only thing that needs to come down in order for me to achieve optimal health. And in the preceding years, leaving age 15, leaving 16, entering 17, 18, up until now, bringing that number down on the scale meant achieving an ideal physique a certain look, 
to gain attention, to gain admiration, to gain a social life, to be looked at by people like, wow, she matters. Look at her. Because that was what the number on the scale has been molded into my brain to represent. And it's not right. Now, I'm also not talking about just the scale at the doctor's office. The first thing that we all try to do in order to track our weight loss or weight gain process is by using our scale at home. And I know myself, I've been so fixated on trying to find the best scale and I've gone through many before trying to make sure that if I were to step on the scale three separate times that they all are the same amount. They never change. The scale is the most accurate one. And I think this was a part of my fixation about the scale because I figured even if it read my weight off by a few pounds here or there, I can still track when that number is going down or up. And if it read 180 pounds when I was really 190 pounds, then I knew that in a week, if it said 175, that would mean I'm really 185. And that would be fine. At least I knew that the scale was going down. And the reason why I'm saying this is a few people have reached out to me and they asked me what scale I use for accuracy. And the truth is no one really knows for sure. I mean, I don't really know for sure. I know for a fact that I weighed myself on this scale once before a doctor's appointment. And when I showed up at the doctor's appointment, it showed a few pounds lighter. And I don't believe I was fasted that day, but it all is in the same ballpark. That's why scales aren't entirely too reliable. And besides the fact that the scales themselves, the physical mechanics might be off by just a bit, there are a few other contributing factors to the misrepresentation of the number on the scale in regards to your fitness journey. There are so many reasons why the scale isn't accurate all the time. And I have to start off with this section by saying, please don't weigh yourself every day. If you're trying to gain weight, don't try to weigh yourself every morning to see if you're up that half pounds. Like, it's not going to happen. And if it does, there's other influences of why that could be. Perhaps you had too much salt and drank too much water that day, so your body is retaining that water and... Your weight is showing an increase of three pounds that day. does not mean that you gained three pounds. doesn't even mean that you gained a pound. doesn't mean you did anything. You might have even lost weight. (laughs) You don't even know. There are so many different factors. Think about the fact if you haven't gone to the bathroom yet that morning before you weigh yourself. That has to do with it as well. Things like if you've been sick... Ladies, if it's that time of the month for you, that has plenty to do with it, especially the week leading up to it, 100%. And these things will hinder your motivation and prevent you from taking those extra steps. If you're reminded constantly, oh, I'm 162, 162, 162. You're just labeling yourself as a number and that's not right. You're never going to be in that mental space to surpass the number that you're so indulged in you're so fixated on it's not gonna happen maybe you'll break a pound maybe you'll break two 
But then in a week from now, it'll even out somehow because turns out it wasn't fat you were burning. It was either water retention or stress or lack of sleep or the fact that maybe you didn't eat that much this week as normal, but it's not sustainable. You're not going to eat like that next week or the month after or every month this year. Realistically, I would say the smartest way to weigh yourself would be in the mornings after you use the bathroom before you eat or drink anything. This is as soon as you wake up or wait some time until you feel like you need to go to the bathroom. Right after that, hop on the scale, little clothing as possible, if any at all. And then I prefer not weighing myself the week leading up to my period, just as preference for my own mental state, because I know myself and I know that because of my poor experiences in the past with the number on the scale and feeling pressured to weigh myself and force myself to see that number and repeat it over and over again in my head subconsciously is just not worth knowing how much I weigh during a time when it does not accurately represent where I am in my fitness journey at that moment. It's a hoax, so I don't pay attention to it. But the other three weeks, one time a week, in the morning, before you eat or drink anything, after you use the bathroom, is the optimal time to weigh yourself. One time a week. Because day to day, things might change a little bit. Might be up half pound, down half a pound, up a pound, down two pounds. But in the morning time, when everything has settled after the night of eating, after bloating has gone down, after you've used the bathroom, everything like that, your weight should be as accurate as possible. And that would be the prime time to take your measurements, take your progress photos. That's when you'll be at your leanest. And it will most accurately represent your progress, which is what you want. The scale also is very tricky because I can speak from experience. The important thing to learn from this is that muscle weighs more than fat. Muscle weighs more than fat. So if you are working out every day, pushing hard, hard in the gym, lifting heavy, eating tons of protein, hitting your macros perfect, okay? And let's say you only weigh yourself once every two weeks or once a month, or you really don't pay attention to your weight, you go based off of looks, but just for the heck of it, you wanted to hop on the scale. After a month of crushing it, in your head, you're like, oh, crushing it, I'm going to lose so much weight, this is great. Now, if you aren't doing steady cardio to burn fat, either low intensity or high intensity, and you're focusing on compound movements, just lifting heavy in, in the gym, there's a high chance that there is a fat burn, okay? You're burning fat, you're burning calories, you're burning fat, but then at the same time, you're filling all of the microfibers in your muscles that are tearing as you're lifting heavy, and then you refeed your body after a workout with all this protein, what's happening is, is you're building up these muscles. You're filling, think of when you're working out, 
okay, and you do a bicep crunch. Every time you crunch, especially heavy, you're making these little tiny microfiber tears in your muscles. Very small. When you eat protein, they go right into those little tears and they build them up. Puff them out and build them up. The more these muscles tear, they expand. And when you fill protein in them, they keep that size, they keep that shape, and your muscles get bigger, and muscle weighs more than fat. So what's going to wind up happening is, after that month of killing it, you hop on the scale, you're feeling great, hey, you gained two pounds. Okay, are you going to freak out? No. Why? I gained two pounds, Amanda. I want to lose weight. I'm, I'm doing what you told me to do. Um, so I started to lift weight, you know, I don't want to become boxy like a guy. I'm scared of getting shredded. And now I'm doing all this stuff that's supposed to make me lean. And apparently I'm gaining weight. What the heck? No, that's what's supposed to happen. You probably already lost half a pound, if not one pound of fat. Maybe even more, depending on how vigorous your cardio's been, how strict your diet's been, okay? But that one to two pounds in that month is solely a reflection of that muscle mass going up and that fat level going down, especially if you've noticed a leaner appearance in the mirror and a better fit in your clothing. So many times my friends go, you know, I feel great, but I hopped on the scale and apparently, you know, it's the same. I've been at this plateau, and I asked them, well, what have you been doing? I've been eating really clean, I've been, I've been going on walks, and I've been, you know, doing my workouts, and I'm like, my head, I'm like, this is perfect, this is what you want. First of all, it sucks that you feel so great, and you say you, you've noticed a difference in your mirror, which, by the way, is hard to see on yourself. Changes are so hard to see on yourself. Because you see yourself every day. So once you yourself see changes, imagine what you look like to everyone else. Imagine how much of an impact you're making on everyone else. But that's besides the point. It sucks that you're looking this great and feeling this great, yet you're bringing yourself down and you're taking away from that experience with your body. You're taking away from the gratefulness of your body because of a number on the scale. Because it went up two numbers. That's ridiculous. That, that's just terrible. And it's a shame. And that's why women and men, some of them, they get fixated on this. And they come out of it with disorders and dysmorphias about their bodies. And they have an unhealthy relationship with food. And you know what? I believe that the relationship with food is negative as a symptom to the real illness, which is the negative relationship with the scale. If there was no such thing as a scale and you had to go solely based off of photos and how you felt in your clothes and on compliments people gave you, people would be so much better off for it because there's no labels. There's nothing to compare. The only thing you're going to compare yourself to is what you felt like last week or how you looked last week. Honestly, my recommendation again would be only weigh yourself once a week, and that's if you really, really think you need it. If you don't think you need it, you don't think it's worth your time, and you think it's doing you more harm than good mentally, then throw it out. 
okay? One final thought I'm going to leave you guys with is when you hop on a scale, dude, you got bones in there. You got muscle in there. You've got organs in there. You got skin on that. You got your breasts on that. Your junk on that. You got all of that on there, okay? It's no joke. You got hair. You got eyeballs. You got stuff going on, okay? Limbs. Can't cut any of that off. You have to stay positive. Think about it. Just think about it logically, though. If someone's 5'10 and weighs 180 pounds, you look like you have the stature of someone who's 5 feet tall and like 130 pounds. You, you probably look completely normal. You cannot Google Dwayne The Rock, look at his weight and say, I want to be huge like him. He weighs 200 pounds. But if you're five feet tall and the rock is six feet tall, you need some major calculations, remodifications. You need to speak to a nutritionist. You need to go based off of progress photos. And yes, you can use the scale, but you can't expect to be 275 in three months because the rock is 275. Like you just can't do it. There are so many other elements. You need to get your rest, drink a gallon of water a day. Don't kill yourself in the gym. Give yourself an hour. That's really all it takes is an hour. Anything over that is honestly overkill. If not half that time is socializing, you need an hour. That's all you need. And the scale should be secondary. Before I go, take up the progress photo idea. Do it. You don't have to show anyone. You don't have to post them like me. All you have to do is keep them on your phone. It's your stuff. This is your private life. This is for your own mental health. Of course, use the scale. It's going to be there. It'll always be there. But go based off of measurements, progress photos, and how you feel. That's all that matters. That's the end goal. Don't forget that. The number is not the end goal. How you feel about yourself is the end goal. Your health is the end goal. I hope that this encourages you guys to kind of step back and take a look at what the scale really is because it's super inaccurate, it's super dragging, and it's just not a functional, legitimate way to keep up with your progress at all. Again, if you guys ever want to reach out to me on Instagram, do it. Lifestyler Amanda. You guys will hear again from me next week. Thanks for hanging in there. Bye, guys.